0: Underground Podcast Network My wife and I celebrated our 5 year anniversary in Canada at Niagara Falls. We spent a little time driving around the hills. We spent a little time walking around. Our anniversary is in October, so it wasn't quite ice wine season, but we did find a lot of ice wine up there. And we didn't know what ice wine was. We just saw these small little bottles, very expensive and it looked really delicious. And we picked up a bottle and we saved it specifically for this episode. Curioso. A Curioso is someone who inquires into esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Curioso Podcast. It is freezing outside. It has been so cold... For the fa- past five days, it's been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to celebrate my birthday the other day. Uh-huh. And on the way back from the event uh, that uh, Shaggy had going on, right, which I judged, and uh, mm-hmm. I got drunk and judged very well. <laughs> uh, but on the ride back, or the walk back to the car, I slipped on ice six times and busted my butt four Wow. It was really bad. Is, and it was, those are terrible odds. I know. I know. Well, that means two times I caught myself. Right. You know what I mean? It didn't actually go down. Yeah, two out of six. I know. It ain't good. It was, it was cold, man. I know. It was really, really cold. There was ice all over the place. Mm-hmm. And Baltimore City isn't very good for, you know, cleaning out there anything. Anything. Throwing <laughs> some salt down or anything right. like that. The suburbs, no, they salt the earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's very cold and uh, icy.
1: Yeah, I spent uh, an entire day in New York mm-hmm. the day after your show, and it was even worse there.
0: That's that's hard to believe. It was but
1: very very cold.
0: Yeah, and I noticed that you got a new jacket. Yeah, Joe. It's a giant like Russian style, yeah.
1: uber fur inside and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's,
0: uh, who's the guy that sings about the thrift shop? Yeah, that guy. It's very much <laughs> like that guy. It look, you look like that guy. <laughs> yeah, with that know. with that on. What's his name? Macklemore. Uh, Macklemore, yeah. Macklemore. yeah. 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 You, you, you totally have a Macklemore vibe with, yeah. the, uh, with the coat on. The mackerel fish guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we're not here. <laughs>
2: it's funny that both of you have said his name completely
0: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're not here to talk fashion, though. We are Curiosos. No, oh. we're not. And in fact, if you don't know who else is talking, this is my lovely wife, Dana. Say hi to Hi, everyone. Uh, you probably remember her from a few episodes. She's been on the Mushrooms episode. Uh, she's also been on the Haggis episode mm-hmm. about this time last year, because yeah, it's I'm about a, time for uh for burnt supper again. That's right. I'm
2: a mushroom and Haggis expert. <laughs> right? She is.
0: She is. Only those two things.
1: Yeah. Uh, which that, is that's it. That's the only thing they I know anything with, about. Well, yeah. they all deal with... Almost basically killing people at sometimes, <laughs>
2: the, Yeah. The haggis? Yeah. yeah. Haggis kills people? Oh, with the
0: lungs. Remember? We were talking oh, about the awful yeah, and the...
2: The, the awful. <laughs> yes, the awful. Kills people.
0: I don't know what you guys are talking about.
1: I thought it was pretty good. No, no, no. It, no. it was. It, it was it great. Was it was great. But I'm saying, you know, early on...
2: Mad cow.
0: Yeah, mad cow, mad sheep. I know, mad but people. It, it, I, I know that. But I was just joking. But yeah, mad, the guts are called world. awful. But we're not here to talk about guts either, guys. No. We're sidetracking. It's a good song. <laughs> it was. <laughs> a good song. Sorry. It was. Are we talking about thrift shop again? No. no not mad Mad World. world. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: All mad right. cow. Mad sheep. Mad people. Mad world. Tears of tears. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's so damn cold over here, and uh, probably most of. The, the country is feeling a bit of the cold. It is snowing in California. For real? Yeah. snowed in California? snowed in California. That's crazy. Um, there is snow in Colorado, of course. Texas has felt a cold, you know, blasty type.
2: I think there's always snow in Colorado, isn't there? Well, well that's you know, up in the mountains. In, yeah, in Aspen.
0: But half of it's desert, oh, you right. know? Yeah, I, I even, I, you know, if the Texans got a little cold breeze for a second, you know, mm. got a little shiver, that's, that's pretty, pretty that's crazy. P- yeah. But yeah, it, it's, uh, it's been a little bit of a harsh winter so far, mm-hmm. and uh, we're here to warm it up today mm-hmm. with some ice wine. What? Ice wine. Ice wine. Ice vine. <laughs> ice vine. Ice vine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to put my jacket back on so I can say it
1: better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there are indications that frozen grapes were used to make
0: wines in Roman times.
1: Really? Just, yeah.
0: Wow. Joe, sometimes you, like, I think I have something, like, as far back as it goes, mm. and then you pull it out with something <laughs> even further back. than I. Yeah. You always get me by, like, by, like the Romans or the Greeks, yeah, you well, know? Because. And I never, ever get back that far.
1: Because you have to think that, yes, they made wine back then, and sometimes things got cold. Are I, they going to really yeah. throw out all of those grapes from that harvest? No, they're not. They're going to use them.
0: I, I okay. I agree with you.
1: Uh, but they've found evidence dating back to Pliny the Elder again, 23 to 79 A.D. In that time frame, uh, he wrote about certain grape varieties that were not harvested before the first frost had occurred. And the poet recommended that the grapes should be left on the vine until November or until they were stiff with frost, really, to be used then because they became sweeter. Mm-hmm. Details to the winemaking and description of these wines are pretty much, you know, unknown. But the, someone had mentioned using a frosted, frozen grape okay. to make wine. So that is the furthest that we can
0: find. Now, they might not have actually called it ice wine right, at the time. Right, right.
1: But I'm saying using, because what we'll get into it, but using grapes that have been frozen, mm-hmm. you have all of the ice crystals that puncture the cell walls. Yeah. And... Thus, making the the sugars that much more sweeter and that much more
0: intense. yeah, and it, it kind of reminds me of when you cook when you actually uh, cook eggplant. Mm-hmm. When you cook eggplant, one of the things that you do is you want to salt the eggplant. So you assault the eggplant. it was I've a salted, salted egg eggplant. Egg <laughs> yeah, so you salt it. Uh, and then you, you cut it up and then salt it. And when you do, it breaks the cell walls. Yeah. And then when you cook it, it makes it a lot softer to eat. Right, exactly. So I, I kind of think of, you it know. It also
2: stops the oxidation. It's, it slows it from turning black.
0: Oh, the That's age actually,
2: Yeah, why a lot of people salt it.
0: Well, yeah, but it also breaks the cell walls down and it makes it less tough when you okay. to cook it. Mm-hmm. It totally does. Go it does. Ahead.
1: It does. It's the same reason that they, um, they'll really <laughs> they use salts as preservatives for mm-hmm. meats and things for like meats, that. For meats, yeah. Because it um, helps to break down a lot of that tough uh, connective tissue, mm. but then it'll also preserve it as well.
2: So it breaks down the eggplant connective tissue. Yeah,
1: basically. Yeah, It's very fibrous. I see. Yeah.
0: Now, the the, the furthest back that I got, Now, you you said something about Pliny, the elder, Mm -hmm. of course, because I don't think there's any other Pliny. (laughs) There Um, might be. uh, Was in Franconia, Germany in 1794. Uh, The grapes were frozen while monks were awaiting permission to begin the harvest. Now, I couldn't really find who they were getting permission from. I'm guessing, like, the bishop? Uh, Probably. So they were waiting the entire time, and then basically... You know they didn't get the permission until after a frost had settled in, and that's when they took and took the grapes, and they were kind of frozen. They pressed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also documentation that exists uh, that an ice wine harvest in Drummanshine, uh, close to Bingham in Russian Shen. Do you like that? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. That was in February 11th, uh, 1830. Right. The grapes. Uh, the, the grapes were for, from the 1829 vintage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was basically February, and right. they had left them on the vine for that long. Mm-hmm. It was a harsh winter, and wine growers you know, had no idea that the the hanging grapes on the vine um, were going to turn out to be like that. But what they had done, they had actually left them on the vine for animal fodder, just to be like, you know what? We're not going to be able to make wine out of this. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave it up on there for animal fodder. Let them... Let, let go ahead and let everybody eat them. Right. You know, all and, the animals.
1: And there's also a purpose for that, too. Because you know the deer and, and the animals around the area, they'll come and eat the grapes and stuff and then poop in the garden. Yeah. Natural fertilizer just dropped there for you.
0: Mm hmm. So, yeah. And, uh, but what happened was they decided to go ahead and pluck them anyway. And when they did, they yielded a very sweet must which is what they call it when, you know, you take and you squeeze the grapes. Right. That's what right. you have as a must, must. You must increase your must. Wine fold. Wine must. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, that's basically how ice wine was produced. That's kind of how they figured it out. Now, mm. there was also another story, and this one is kind of like lost to history. Nobody really knows who it was. It was a a, a, a man who owned a vineyard, and he had to be away at the time of the mm. harvest. That's one of the legends, yeah. One, of, yeah, one of the legends. And yeah. so he came back. Uh, and everything was frozen, but he said, well, I'm not going to let this go to waste. He harvested it and realized that it came out to be this really, really sweet, rich wine.
1: Mm -hmm. So some of the most common grapes that are utilized in making ice wines are the Riesling grapes, the Vidal, the that The the Sassoon grape? Yes, the Mm -hmm. Vidal Sassoon grape. Yeah. (laughs) I heard it's also good for hair care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You should use some.
0: I have no know. hair,
1: Joe. But no, for the chops. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. Yeah. yeah, make them nice and soft and manageable. I'll look like a grape ape. Oh, and then you can do that. <laughs> you can do that head swivel thing with your mutton chops. Oh, oh, you know?
0: like my Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, yeah exactly. kind of thing that I do yeah. when I start to get a little curly. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. All right, so the Riesling, the Vidal, the
1: Gruis Is That is that a German one? I think so. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. it's a, uh, and the. Cabernet Franc, which I guess is the the basic, the standard uh, French grape.
2: So stuff. are those yeah. are those mostly white grapes? Because I it seemed like when we went to the liquor store in Canada, the majority, like the majority of the ice wine was
1: white wine. Uh, most of them, yeah, I believe most of them yeah. are are white, that's and I'm not changed. sure if that's because of how the freezing process affects.
0: Red or black like grapes, maybe differently. Yeah, like maybe the red grapes, they they pop off a little easier, maybe and fall into the ground. Maybe yeah. they yeah. get too
1: tart yeah. past a certain stage. But I know they exist. There, there are a few reds right.
0: that exist. Hmm. Uh, there, yeah, there are definitely they. It's traditional to use a, a white grape for ice wine, mm-hmm. but there are red ice wines, right? Um, so,
1: so basically, the the whole point is to produce. Higher sugar contents, lower acidity, and a not too heavy or sticky feeling, uh, mouth feeling with, with the grapes uh, or with the wines. Because to me, they're almost a cordial. They're that concentrated with, with the sugars. That's where I put them. That's why they're usually labeled as dessert wines. Mm-hmm. You know, not, not that they pair well with desserts, per se, because sweet on sweet with
0: sweet – it's a little too much. Well, it's almost like when they say dessert wine, they, uh, there, there's two ways that you can take it. You can either have wine with some dessert, right, like you would normally pair chocolate with wine. Mm-hmm. So these would be dessert wines in, in, the, in the way that you could basically drink this as a dessert right. instead of with your dessert. So it's really more like that. So right. instead of having a glass of wine with it, with you know some kind of chocolate mousse <laughs> or something like that, you would I just. I
1: you most of all, chocolate mousse.
0: <laughs> is Sorry, that, is that from Top Secret? Yeah, <laughs> I have to watch that. <laughs> I love that movie. That
2: Val Kilmer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Val Kilmer, like one of his Val Kilmer best before, movies. He, before he was fat. It's been right. so long yeah. when he was good. Yeah. So, but yeah, but basically, you can drink this as it's as a dessert all on its own, or you could drink it with a meal. Um, now, it being, like you said, a dessert wine, mm-hmm. it, it, it falls under the richly sweet dessert wine. Right. Okay? And there are several different kinds of richly sweet dessert, dessert wine. Most of them are, are, are done as a late harvest mm-hmm. so that the, the grapes are om- almost a little raisined. Right. So you'll, you'll get a lot more sweetness out of it because all the sugar is gone. Mm-hmm. There's another way that you can get it uh, to get that really sweet, rich grape— with something called noble rot. Now, noble rot, uh, it's uh, Botrytis cinerea, which is. Do you, can you say that, Dana? You're, yeah. you're the you're the scientist here.
2: Botrytis cinerea.
0: That's what I said. Botrytis cinerea. <laughs> so not what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so Botrytis cinerea is a, basically it's a, a fungus that rots the the grape. So but it's it, not
1: like like a prince or a queen who is slowly dying or becoming a zombie.
0: Have n- noble rot. Noble oh rot. yeah, no, no. It's not I like was that. like, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't understand the joke for a minute. Uh, but no, no, it's not. It actually rots very much like a, like a bruised peach or something like that, okay, right? Yeah. So you basically have you know this noble rot, and it ro- starts to rot the grapes, and then they take and they they press it, and mm. it gives you that really really sweet gingery honey flavor in in wine specifically. Right, right.
1: most of the um, I, I guess the flavor profiles that you'll find from a lot of the whites are stone fruits. You know, honey-like nuances with very stone-fruity like like peaches, apricots, and things like that. You can also find more exotic flavors like mango in some mm-hmm. of the whites uh, Then the red ones, which we were talking about, um, mm-hmm. tend to be more on the strawberry or canned preserve sort of flavor. Uh, you know, it goes back to the... Because of the sugars and the different acidity levels in the reds and the white grapes just Mm -hmm. alone. Because you'll find a a white grape that's, you know, it's more refreshing. It's more tart. It's more, it's a lighter sugar. Mm -hmm. Then you take a bite out of a a standard red or, you know, Concord or something like that.
0: You're going to find it a little more fruity, you know, like a vine fruit. Also, so another... Type would be the straw mat method, which mm-hmm. is almost like making with how they make raisins. Yeah, is where they take where they they basically pluck them, they put them out on a straw mat, and they let the 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 sun basically hit them and let all the the water come off uh, before they take them and press them. And then of course the last one, which is we're actually having tonight, is ice wine, mm-hmm. or in Germany it's also known as Eiswein. Eiswein. Yeah, so it's E I S, W E I N. Oh. And bingo was his name, oh. Who? Uh but um bingo! Uh so but also another thing to note is that in most places where it's produced, when it is called ice wine, Mm. it's not called ice space wine. Right. It's it's pronounced it's one word, ice wine. Right. So no space, ice wine. Mm -hmm. Uh typically when it is an ice space wine and we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later as well but that typically means that it's not made in the traditional method
1: right it's a post-harvest which means they will freeze the grapes off of the vine
0: yeah right so and that's roughly the only difference it, it is but it's also it, it the, you know because of the stories of, of how everything was frozen on the vine mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's almost like where you know they talk about champagne Right, champagne. that comes from you know the region of France where they make it. Known as you know, champagne. Champagne. So France. Probably, champagne,
2: France. It's probably not as good as the traditional. Well, <laughs> well, when and you we,
1: let we
0: them w- age on the vine. They right. will collect more sugars.
1: Oh. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, and it it takes less grapes to make a bottle of ice wine that way mm-hmm. because it has more sugars. Right. But also, you're going to get more character, more flavors in it. Right. And uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna actually taste that difference tonight. Right. Which and I which, which is kind of neat.
1: Just in the world of wines in general, you can have wines that are made from young grapes that are only a few, like very brief. I'm in the assuming
2: those are drier.
1: They can be, yeah. Usually a lot drier, very, very subtle. You have mid harvest season. You've got end of harvest season, and then you have things like ice wines where they are left to stay on, you know, past well past the season into the frost part of the the, the harvest. Okay. So within those, there are subdivisions of flavors and notes just for one single type of grape. So wine in general, it's a a very, (laughs) you've got so many different notes and things to pull from. It's like chocolate or coffee, uh, just very wide in spectrum.
0: Now, ice wines are made in several several different countries. Mm -hmm. They're made in Canada, Germany, Austria, Australia, Mm -hmm. New Zealand, Israel, uh, and then of course, California, uh, being the United States and Pacific also yeah, yeah Pacific North, w- Northwest, so you're talking uh, Washington State, you know mm-hmm. the very top of California, places where you actually get a little bit of cold right. coming down.
1: We also have some
0: producers in New York and in Michigan. Oh, yeah. I would think that like you would be able to maybe do that in Buffalo, yeah. being so close to <laughs> it's you know very cold. cold in Buffalo. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so also uh, typically. The, the, what we we're talking about with ice wines, mm-hmm. having the, the space in there, a lot of times they're called icebox wines. Okay. Being known as, you know, basically like a freezer wine. Mm. So the post harvest freezing. So freezing them after they're off the vine. Right. And then you take and you crush them.
1: Right. Uh, let's talk
0: alcohol content, people. All right.
1: Like many dessert wines, the alcohol level in uh, ice wines tend to be a little on the lower end. Compared to other dessert wines. Now you're talking averages between 7 to 12% alcohol. Some a little higher, some a little less, but that's the average, you know, 7 to 12%. Uh, with the German ice vines coming in lower than their Canadian counterparts as a whole. So, you know, I mean, what's your average? standard table wine alcohol content about 12, 13, 12, 12 12 or 13 so yeah 12 between 12 I and 14 mad dog
2: is about 14 <laughs> <laughs> mad
1: dog 2020 dana that's your table wine red grape 14 red oh, grape. wait wait do,
2: do, do don't you wanna, act do, like you didn't drink it oh i
0: drank too much of it that's why i can't drink it now do you want to hear a dana gag on the phone i could just i can make it happen with one word banana red. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I gotta can do see is your mouth watering, high watering right now. High All you can glass. do is Crack the
1: top and Ugh, smell
2: it. Twist up. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
1: let's talk prices. Because they are frozen grapes and they yield rather small quantities uh, per
0: per season. Yeah, and, and also Because of the smaller quantities, Mm -hmm. they're in smaller bottles. They're like a half a bottle. (laughs) Tiny bottles. Yeah, (laughs) so they're about 375 milliliter bottles. Mm -hmm. So they're about a half a bottle of the same size of a normal bottle of wine. Right. We we
1: need this um, uh, chap-hop song to help me describe the size of the bottle. (laughs) We do. Pop song. Yeah, yeah, by Mr. B. B. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Because these are very, very... Long and tiny, angular.
2: Tiny bottles. Yeah,
1: it's like a it's like a baby's bottle of yeah, wine.
2: Yeah, when we were in Canada, basically every bottle of ice wine was that size, and some of them were upward to 150
1: to $300. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's
2: insanely I mean, expensive the, the, for a tiny bottle. Right.
1: Just generally, it is not uncommon to pay $50 to $100 for a 375-milliliter bottle. And that's for those Canadian wines. And some yeah. of the German ones are pretty comparable to that. Uh, the We did bring three bottles of wine today, guys. We're going to try three different versions, would you say?
0: Yeah, it's basically three different, three, three different yeah. companies. Well, they're all
1: white. They're all whites, but they're three different companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is a post-harvest, so we can be able to uh, taste, taste the, difference the difference between the two. Exactly. Yeah. But that post-harvest wine that I got... That was like eighteen bucks for mm-hmm. that rinky-dink yeah, little bottle. bottle. Yeah, for a very small bottle. you know. I so think it's I paid still, like thirty still...
2: for that that small bottle. Yeah. That we oh, for yeah. the little guy right the here. The little one was, I think, about 30, 35. That's
1: insane. You can get two <laughs> decent bottles of regular <laughs> I wine for like thirty bucks. And twenty-five
2: bottles of Mad Dog.
1: <laughs> and twenty-five <laughs> bottles of Mad Dog. All right, Dana.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Mad Dog. I
0: know. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible. terrible. You're bringing down the show with your Mad Dog oh, talk. God, so there's a guy named Di Maria, he calls himself the Versace of ice wines. (laughs) Yes, I know. He has uh, his most expensive example so far, a half bottle of 2000 Royal Di Maria Chardonnay ice wine sold for $30,000 in 2006. What? Yeah, to a Saudi Arabian prince. Uh, Now, he has 14 more bottles of this ice wine and he wants two hundred and fifty thousand for each remaining of the fourteen bottles. Now, does it come with a harem? Uh, I don't think so. But he he's basically taking it and he's you know letting it age, right? And waiting for the other people to buy it. Hmm. I mean, it, this is like, I mean, normally like forty to eighty dollars for like a half bottle is kind of right. You know, it, it's good. It it's a like a bargain. So, but, but it's a super small artisan batch. But this guy, I mean, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a Like a half a bottle of wine. Not even a full bottle of wine. A half a bottle of wine is just, uh, I mean, amazing. But you know what? If he can get it for it, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? If that's the market, then, you know, go for it. Yeah. You know? More power to you. One of the places where ice wine is sold the most, however, is apparently China. Uh, Apparently they have a sweet tooth for this stuff. Hmm. 42% of all Canadian ice wines go to the Chinese. Wow! Yeah, so I guess it's to offset that snake wine or something. I, I <laughs> guess so. Their major baby export, mouse wine. Yeah, baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's eight million dollars worth of ice wine was bought there. Wow! Uh, the rest of Asia, South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, and Singapore, they picked up the other another thirty percent. Wow! Yeah, so we're talking like they buy. I mean, most of Canadian ice wine. Uh, the demand is so high that a lot of fakes have been, you know, basically shown up there. Of course, of course. I mean, and why wouldn't you?
1: I mean, and you know, with the coochie wallets and the,
0: oh, Dulce the, the and... Like, <clears throat> instead of Dolce and Gabbana, it's just Don and George. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Don and George. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. With all that, you know, the yeah. replicas f- falling out of there from for just fashion, I can, I can definitely see them. Making you know faux yeah, ice wine. It's basically
0: like alcohol and you know sugar flavored water, basically exactly, that they're yeah. selling. It's kool aid uh, with alcohol in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But um, it, most of it goes for uh, gifts for the Chinese New Year, hmm. because of when it's harvested, and then when Chinese New Year happens during the calendar, it kind of just all it coincides. Yeah, it coincides. Nice. Also, the United States has uh, we had tripled our ice wine making since 2011. Hmm. So, and uh, I mean, we, that's 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 pretty crazy. That, are we that trying we're, to keep
2: up with Canada? I think so. so. I think
0: we're starting to Apparently try and pick it up, Apparently, they're, too.
2: like, famous for ice wine. When we went, there were just signs everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. every liquor store was, like, ice wine. Well, and, and if you went to, like, gift shops, there would be, like, ice wine tea, ice wine candy. Like, everything was ice wine flavored. Like, right, right. It's a yeah. huge deal uh, there. Huge. There was a,
1: a company called Innes Killen. Inniskillen. Inniskillen? Yeah. Uh, and they're, is that a Canadian international?
0: Yeah, I think they were the very first winery in Canada right. to start making ice wine. So so, so, so the Germans, the Austrians, they've been making it for a while, but mm-hmm. they can't make it every single year. Right, because, because their frost doesn't always mm-hmm. get, it just doesn't get that the cold. Climate changes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But with Canada, it, it just gets so cold there, you know, everything coming down from, you know, from the, Insanely the poles. Insanely cold all mm-hmm. year round. Yeah, yeah, it just, it starts getting so cold there. So, you know, Enniskillen decided, I think it was what, the, sometime in the 70s? Uh, in
1: 89, they won the Grand Prix de Honnil, Best of Ice Wine Prize in the Vine Expo in 1989. So that was, I mean, they probably started producing a little bit before that, but that's when they won an actual international prize for their production of ice wine.
2: So they're good at it,
1: yeah You think, <laughs> yeah. And they are the, the largest producer. Germany is, you know, up there. Uh, but like you said, their, their quality and quantity can kind of vary depending on the season.
0: Yeah, their, their first commercial ice wine was made in 1978. Okay. Uh, but... Uh, they yeah, it was 1984 that they really got it when they when they won that gold medal. Right, and they basically showed, hey, we're you know we've got something here. Mm-hmm. You know, what yeah. I mean? and they were able to continually do it every single year. Climate, yeah. Sustainable climate, mm-hmm. sustainable harvest. Yeah. So Joe, while I'm opening up the first ice wine, mm-hmm. which is not it's not just an ice wine, it's a ice vine. Ice So this is a German one. This is a German. This is a German one. Das a German. Von. Uh, it's from Schmidt <laughs> it's Dana's face when you make <laughs> ahead. Oh, because I have no accents. <laughs> I, I, I can't I can't do any accents. We all know. Yeah, We've it's been making terrible. fun of you since episode it's, one.
2: It's terrible.
0: This is from uh Schmidt Schoen Wines. Schmidt Schoen. Uh the Schoen has an Uber on top of it. An umlau? Umlau. That's what I yes. said, isn't it? Not an yeah. Uber. S C A S C H M I T T S O with the umlau, mm. H O N E wines. Schmidt Shone. Sean. Okay.
2: I don't think that's
0: Sean. Shot. He
2: mispronounced like everything you read. Well, you
0: you tell it then, Smarty Dana pants.
2: Schmidt Son. Sure. Yeah. Oh,
0: Son, Because there's a Sun on it. Schmidt Sun. There is a Sun oh, on it. That makes that sense, why? doesn't mm-hmm.
2: it? It's not a Shun.
0: And this is a 2012. I don't see specifically where it tells me what kind of grapes it has, but... All it says is white. Yeah, but it does say that buy. it contains sulfites. Right. And what's really strange is that the, it's imported uh, by Schmitzone by somewhere in Millersville, Maryland, nice. which is right around the corner for us. <laughs> yeah. But even though I bought it in Delaware mm-hmm. from Germany. So let's get into how it's produced. Ooh. Let it breathe just for a second. Yeah. hmm the it. cork smells wonderful. So, in Canada, ice wines produced exclusively from grapes that have been harvested, that have been naturally frozen on the vine and pressed in a continuous process, where the air temperature has to be negative eight Celsius. Wow. Now, for us Americans, uh, that's seventeen point six percent Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. or about seventeen, you know, seventeen degrees. So it definitely has to be below freezing or even lower than that. Right. Um, now, generally, the sweet spot, if it drops between 10% oh, and 13... Oh, yeah, yeah. the sweet spot. Negative 10 to negative 13 degrees Celsius is really like the sweet sweet spot. I mean, uh, you, you don't want to go any lower than that. Otherwise, you might actually start freezing some of the sugars, and you won't be able to press them out.
1: Again, with, with the ice crystals that form, when ice crystals form, they tear up tissue. Mm-hmm. So something as simple as a grape and all of the cell walls in a grape, they will get completely ravaged by the ice crystals just tearing through them. Yeah. But within those certain fields of temperatures, they do some damage, but just enough to where the sugars will be prominent, and you'll get those flavors, and it'll kind of sap out some of the uh, the excess moisture.
0: Yeah. Now, what they say is basically you're getting – only nectar. You're not right. getting any water whatsoever. You're pretty much only getting nectar now. Exactly. Basically, what you're doing, you're only getting a drop or two from each grape, mm-hmm. as as opposed to getting you know uh, as you know a lot more than that. Right um, now, what they do is they leave the, the doors to the manufacturing plant basically open. All the workers go out. They freeze their butts off, going and grabbing the grapes. They mm. throw them into bins. The bins are, you know, forklifted over to the press. Mm-hmm. They put them in the press. They leave the doors open. Everyone freezes the entire time. <laughs> and they've got their little, you know, their little hat, their little hats on, you know. Um, they're, they're freezing the whole time. And they press them mm-hmm. while it's this cold out. And then oh, they yeah. just get such a little tiny bit of nectar out of each individual grape. Mm-hmm. But they have to do it that way uh, to, to have it qualified as ice wine.
1: Right. Well, it's because of the concentrated flavors mm-hmm. and the concentrated sugars. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very similar to espresso versus coffee. Yeah. You know, it is all about the concentrated
2: mm.
0: essence, you know. <laughs> Dana's saying, mm, because we just <laughs> got an, <expresso. laughs> I oh, an espresso. I drink
2: espresso every day. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? Since
0: Christmas. <laughs> we got an espresso machine for Christmas. Not a machine. Wait, wait. What are those? The, the little... The the espresso, it's really fast? Yeah.
1: Or an espresso?
2: Yes, he keeps calling it expresso. There's
1: no X in that
0: word. That's what I said, an espresso. Whatever. <laughs> I'm expressing it. myself. <laughs> You're, expressing You're expressing with the, expressing the espresso. Yourself. So, uh, okay, let's stop making fun of me for a second. And no, I go just got to...
1: I get on my high horse because I repaired all those, uh, you know... Uh, espresso machines for several years and it drove me nuts. People are like,
0: give me one of them (laughs) espressos. Well, you can get your ass right out of here (laughs) quickly. So there has to be 32 degrees of bricks which I know I was kind of like, what does that mean? But it basically is a minimum amount of sugar that has to come uh-huh. out of each individual grape. Gotcha. They measure it in bricks, B R I X. Okay. I've never heard that term before till I started looking up ice wine. Right. Okay. So, but it's you know it, it has to have basically it's 18 grams of sugar per liter, hmm. which is basically what the what that means. Right. Um, a non mature ice wine grapes will typically have 21 to 25 bricks, which is not basically not acceptable. So you have to wait for the grapes to be completely and totally ripe, vine ripened, before mm-hmm. they're frozen on the vine and then harvested. Right.
1: And then that's when they go into the fermentation process, mm-hmm. after the, they've been juiced and, and everything.
0: Yeah. Uh, so basically, a Canadian ice wine is bottled with nothing less than 100 grams of sugar per liter. Uh, the residual sugar and the alcohol that results exclusively from the natural flavor of the grapes and n- no water. The, the sweet reserve, uh, no sweet reserve may be added. No, nothing, you know. No simple sugars. No, no simple sugars nothing. added to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I mean, that's basically how they're harvested. And that's harvested. That's like, like we were talking about. That's where it happens in, you know, Austria, mm. you know, Canada, all these places. Now, what's really strange is that with with uh, France mm-hmm. being so crazy about their, you know, their this has to be called this from this area, and this can only be called, right. you they, know, they, Champagne because it's from Champagne. They have a labeling system all their own. Exactly. <laughs> right. And, and because they're so, you know, strange about all that, what's, what's weird to Not me— Not strange, stringent. Stringent. Yes. Since they're so stringent about that, what's strange to me is the fact that they will produce ice wine— that is not frozen on the vine they'll take it and freeze it in a freezer and mm. still call it ice wine because they don't have any law saying that they can't there ah, Bastards. but they have, yeah the, <laughs> the frogs man <laughs> right you know what i mean
2: i think that's actually racist
0: oh Le is Le it? mon petit chou yeah but it's against the french shoe?
1: my little cabbage no. i
0: mean it's against and the this french is wrong. i mean they're not
1: they're not <laughs> a race they're they a don't. country it don't matter. They're Still, just just French. Not. It's okay. Polite. I mean,
0: they helped us out <laughs> against the Indians that for one time all. in the that war. Time, but that's The it. French Banana War. Yeah. Of eighteen fifty-five. <laughs> but I mean, besides <laughs> that, I mean, what have they really done for us? I mean, you know, in the Statue Spoken of Liberty. Like a true. I American. Uh-huh, and the Eiffel Tower and baguettes and croissants. And yeah, but we don't own the Eiffel Tower.
1: No. But we've visited, you know, billions and billions of people every year go and see it. <laughs> I saying, kind of
2: enjoy crepes.
1: I do like crepes, yeah. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have the food we have today without the French. Okay, all right. Just That's saying. true. All right, fine, fine.
0: <laughs> I consent. <laughs> so let's try some of this stuff. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here comes the German ice wine. Here comes the Germans.
1: What you mean, proper fuck? <laughs> like before the Germans get here?
0: Oh, look at that. Now, because it is such a small bottle, you're not supposed to pour it in a full, gigantic glass like you would. A lot of people use very small glasses to try it. I also saw someone mention that you shouldn't really pour it in small glasses. Pour it in the normal size glass. Just a little bit of it. Just a little bit of it so you can get that swirl and, and you know get the flavor going just like you it would with any other normal wine.
2: Like kind of a darker color. Like it actually—it does have a bit of a darker color, yeah. Than most white wines.
1: It's a bit of an amber, Mm methinks, like a honey color almost. Right, right, all right. uh, So this has been in our makeshift um, ice pail.
0: Yeah, just kind of freezing it down. Mm -hmm. So just off, I guess the nose. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do I have to hold my pinky out when I do any of this? Yeah, I'm going to hold both of them out. I'm telling you (laughs) straight away, I smell like mead. Yeah, I mean it's it's very honey, very honeyish. I mean it smells almost like like mead like you, you would make just with you know because it has meat has so much sugar. All right. I get like some I definitely get grape and apple and honey in it there. It does smell like oh, honey.
1: I didn't realize these stems were hollow. Yeah. <laughs> we get yeah, a they little down. Oh, wow. We get a little extra, a little extra, extra, extra stem there, guys.
0: All right. Well, uh, cheers to the ice wine guys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh wow, that's amazing. Oh,
2: that is very
0: sweet. This is like Oh my God. grape juice. This yeah. is awesome. Oh, it's kind wow. of like it tastes uh, it tastes between Grape juice and mead to me. That is, is amazing. Is where I'm going.
2: And that's the, is that Call the Call non- back
0: to the mead episode. This is the German one.
2: Okay, so that one's actually made in the traditional method. Yes.
1: Uh, this is a 9%
0: alcohol wine. So rather wow. low. That's yeah, I get like a little bit of alcohol in the back of my though. throat. I feel it kind of go down a little bit. Tiny that's bit, really yeah. really
1: good. This, yeah, I could, this whole bottle I could drink in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, but
0: I mean, you can definitely tell what they, they they talk about it being a dessert wine. It is so deliciously sweet.
1: It's got nice you legs, know? really clings to the
0: glass.
2: It does seem a bit richer, mm-hmm. just a bit thicker, buttery, like can,
0: almost yeah, uh, thicker viscosity.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now you were talking about um, with the pairing, Joe. What, mm. what were you saying with that? Okay, so I, I love
1: I love pairing things with things, so. <laughs> so what I've read was because they're so sweet, and they're a lot, you know, rather dainty flavors. Some of them can be fruits, dried fruits are recommended, mm-hmm. and then a lot of things I've read were try it with savory dishes. So I brought some some uh, hummus, yeah, roasted red pepper hummus. Uh, we also have some horseradish potato chips,
0: and I ate one of those earlier. Absolutely delicious. Yeah,
1: they're great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, These are a blue corn tortilla chip with a cayenne and chili dusting,
0: which are awesome. They were good earlier as well. I had a few dates and a few apricots left over Mm -hmm. from our Trappist episode, and I brought those along. Joe was concerned that um, they're no longer good, and I told (laughs) him they have been in the fridge the entire time. And they're dried, so I'm sure they're perfectly fine. Mm-hmm.
2: Those chips taste like bacon.
0: What, these here?
2: Yeah. Well, they taste they, like horseradish. They, like they are bacon. horseradish and bacon. Really? Are are you? Seriously?
0: <laughs> I've been eating them the entire not time. not real bacon. <laughs> are you sure it's not real bacon? No, it's bacon. like Bacos. Uh, are bacon. you sure about that? Yeah, I read the thing. It doesn't, there's okay. no meat in it. All right.
2: <laughs> there rub, isn't. Rub
0: bacon on <laughs> it. Look face. <laughs> there isn't. All right. Well, I'm gonna try it with one of your horseradish <laughs> bacon chips. Okay. Well, oh, I had cheddar and like horseradish, bacon. but
1: those are a bit too overpowering for something we like this. You can totally
2: taste the bacon.
0: I didn't know she they were bacon. I You should try you know, the cayenne. I, they go well together. I'd, are, I'd, yeah. This I'd like to very, try it with a little bit, bit of heat. So I'm gonna I'm gonna g- try the cayenne with the with uh, with the German ice wine. See I, what happens. I like that a lot. These are very spicy. Very hot.
1: But even just with a little bit of pita, you know, it helps kind of mellow out the
0: sugars. Wow, this is delicious. Mm -hmm. Mm. And there's not, you know how in a lot of wines you get some spiciness, some spicy notes, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's none of that here. There is none of that here. None of it. I mean, it's sweet, sweet, sweet. More? Yeah, I'll take a little more. Sure. I'll take a lot more. We only have three bottles. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Dana, uh, you were asking earlier about...
2: Oh, um, don't they sometimes make them out of fruits besides grapes?
0: Now, they can be. Now I'm chewing on an apricot. <laughs> but I had to try the apricot with it, you know? hmm Oh! Blueberry. They, That's so they good. They use mm-hmm. blueberries sometimes, yes.
2: right?
0: like blueberries. They can use one. blueberries, but the problem is with blueberries is that they fall off the vine so fast. And very easily. Very, very yeah. easily. So... When they make a blueberry ice wine, they typically don't make an actual ice wine like they do with grapes. Okay, grapes have a very very hardy vine. Mm-hmm. Blueberries are actually growing a bush, so you freeze that, they just fall all over the place. So when you make a blueberry ice wine, you're making a blueberry ice space wine, or okay, what they call so an ice box wine. Right, a a, a mixture. Mm-hmm. They
1: would mix the the blueberry uh, must that they got from yeah. the, the freezing process, and then they're Uh, they're grapes. The must, and they would mix those together. No, no, no,
0: no, no. What I'm saying is, an ice space wine. So it's not a true ice wine. So it's a post harvest. Post harvest process. Yeah, process. So you would you would basically harvest your blueberries, Mm. freeze them in a in an artificial freezer, right? Or an ice box, basically, Mm. and then and then take and make the wine out of that. Mm. So now also. Uh, and Joe, you were saying that you almost picked one of these up, but you went to go back to the the, the store that I found it, and it was no longer there. It was it wasn't there anymore. Yeah,
1: they, they only had two bottles. And mm-hmm. hindsight's twenty twenty, but I should have spent the forty bucks right then and there to get it. Yeah, didn't. But we're talking about uh, an ice wine uh, cider.
0: Now that I find that amazing, it's mm-hmm. it's basically a. Apple wine. Right. Right? Mm. So, it, there, I mean, there's a bit of a difference between an apple wine and a cider. Yes. You know, yeah. the cider is a little bit more beery, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and it has more water into it. Right. Uh, an apple wine would just be, you know, it would have like a higher concentration of, of sugar. Right. And basically what they do when they take that, they take the apples mm. off of the tree. They stay on the tree the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, after the freeze, they pick them off the tree the same exact way that they would do an ice wine. Right. Uh, so you can get a true ice wine cider or a true ice wine apple. Right. right. I, so, feel
1: like, I feel so like So they
0: pluck them off and then they squeeze them. But I, wh- I found a great video online. I'll have to put that on the show notes mm-hmm. where they take and they press frozen apples and they get – you know, a, I mean, a decent amount of juice, way more than you would from grapes. Well, an which apple is, is a lot mm-hmm. bigger than a yeah. grape. <laughs> which is why I think they. But you, you, it's the same thing. You get that awesome, awesome nectar out mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you saying, Dana?
2: I I feel like it would be perfect for someone who doesn't like wine.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I
2: don't like wine, and this is amazing. Yeah, so no, it it's is really good. Very good. And the what what was the price phenomenal. on this
0: on this bottle, guys? On the German bottle, mm-hmm. I think that was about thirty dollars. Okay, uh,
2: which I I would pay thirty dollars for that. Yeah, I mean, but that's really not bad. A
1: decent quality white wine can run you thirty bucks. Yeah, anyway, alone. right? You know, and if you want to try something on the sweeter side, it's yeah, uh, very mellow, very very mm-hmm. easy to drink, very. not high alcohol. Uh, yeah, I would definitely spend
0: thirty bucks in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that white wine has a tendency to be a little sweeter. Yeah, which is also why that they, they why they use it for ice wine. Yeah, no, I agree. As opposed to the red wines. But, you know, after making it with white wine for so long, you know they had to go, well, let's give it a shot.
1: Well, and like I said, they do use different kinds of grapes, mm-hmm. you know, and different different grapes alone, even if they're all white grapes, have different characteristics. You know, whether it's...
2: Different uh, flavor profile. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you're going to produce something completely different with a different grape. So, curiosos, because we do not have... i going to rinse my little glass here. Because we do not have a red grape ice wine, uh, your homework is to go out and get some uh, red grape ice wine and let us know how it is, uh, either by Facebook, by hitting us up on Facebook, Twitter, or you can send send us an email at feedback at thecurioso.com and let us know how delicious it is. (laughs) Love that. Love that. Oh, look at that.
1: (laughs) Burr. Oh, it's written, there's B-R-R-R-R exclamation on the side of the cork for this. Uh, up next, Benton. we've got Frostbeaten, which is a Yakima Valley ice riesling. And this is produced in Richland, Washington. So this is great. They actually give you a breakdown. Uh, the sugar at harvest was 22.5% by weight. Mm -hmm. Then the alcohol, which is contained herein, is 10.2%. The residual sugars after harvest in the bottle are 16.5 by weight, which is kind of cool to have that breakdown. To know all of that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's really neat. Now, this one is the post-harvest production method.
0: The uh, so the it's
2: an ice box wine. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. Yeah, so this now because this is also from Washington State and not from Canada, they're allowed to call this an ice wine because we don't have any rules on that in the United States. Much like, uh, much like the French uh, don't as well. So, but clearly, ice, Riesling. Are space? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's called an ice Riesling. It's not called an ice wine, all one word. So at least they're kind of sticking to it to let you know that this is in the style, but not made in the traditional method. And I think that's great.
1: Right. And it also says on the side of the bottle, wine made from post-harvest frozen Riesling grapes.
0: Yeah. So they're telling you what it is. Right. They're letting you know, yes, you can enjoy this. It's a little bit cheaper because of the way it's made. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, now, you, well, actually, you, what, what, how much did you say this bottle was? Uh, this was seventeen ninety-nine, about $18. Yeah, bucks. so it's 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 about it's about $10, $10, 12 dollars cheaper than, than your traditional yeah, German Yeah, than design. your other yeah the German one. Uh, right. So it's a little bit cheaper, but uh, we'll see uh, whether that comes out in the taste.
1: Now it's similar in color.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Not as golden.
0: No. But
1: it's very very similar. Very similar.
0: Now, in the nose, smelling it, I get kind of the same sort of thing, that very mead, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, call back to the mead episode. Not as fruity, though.
1: It doesn't smell yeah. as sweet,
0: Yes, if that makes
1: sense. You can smell the fruit. I taste a little bit more of wine
0: a- as oh, yeah? opposed to, you know, a little bit more like like a white wine as opposed to, like, such a sweet, you know, so much fruit and sweetness.
1: There's, yeah, no, there's, there's more of a wine flavor. Uh, there's more of a... A, um, you can kind of pick out those sulfides.
0: Yeah, I'm getting some apple notes yeah. too in mm-hmm. tasting it. I'm getting a little, little bit of apple. Still very
1: very good. I actually really it's enjoyed very this. Very good. Yeah. But it is completely different than the other one. It <laughs> absolutely is. different Dana's making the yucky face. It's
2: it's really sweet.
0: It is very sweet. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: It's always sweeter. It, no, it, the, it's uh, definitely the sweeter. German one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But you're getting some different flavors in it. There's there's some there's I don't think it's as rich as the other one, but it's a little sweeter and it has it's peachy. Yeah, peachy. I get some apple Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I'm getting more tannins. I think
1: possibly. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting like
0: like I'm feeling something in the back of my throat. Yeah, that I am not. That's not the alcohol, right? No, no, no. no. I it's that's something else. Like it's only ten percent alcohol. Astringentness. Is it tannins, maybe, that I'm getting? I don't know. I'm not a sommelier. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you what I, you know, what I, well, know, does, what I'm tasting.
1: It does contain sulfides, so it could be that, mm-hmm. or it just could be the the process of because it's post harvest, it's a little bit
0: more acidic. Well, maybe what I'm tasting, I think it is a little bit more acidic, yeah. it, is what it is. But I think part of, partially, I'm not tasting the hard work that goes into Canadian ice wines mm. when... Or the German wines. Or, or the, the German ones mm-hmm. when they go out at 3 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to go harvest these grapes where they're, you know... they are harvesting the labor. Yeah, the labor at 3 o'clock in the morning freezing your your, not, your bowls off. Yeah, I'm not tasting all of the love.
2: What accent yeah. was that?
1: <laughs> his that was his <laughs> bulls That was Russian. <laughs> He's tasting his bowls off. Was. <laughs> yeah, what is that? is that? Some kind of weird, um, Scottish, Baltic, <laughs> southern. You two just gang up on me every time you hang out. Sorry. What is that?
2: <laughs> it's so much fun. It is. We love you.
0: And this is called frostbitten. Yeah, frostbitten. So it's it's not bad. It's not no, bad.
1: But it is labeled as such.
0: It is it labeled is. as. Uh, but I do have to say, honestly. The German one the that we Germans. had before that? Yeah. A little better. bit better. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's yeah. The, the Germans, the, you know, with their uh, their precision. Um, precision prowess. This one here is a 2012 Reserve Vidal ice wine. This is one that my wife and I actually picked up from Canada. Dana, why don't you finish the the rest of that? Let them know what we did here while I'm opening up the bottle.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're both chewing.
2: <laughs> I just put yeah, my mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: keep talking like that, Dana.
0: great podcast.
2: Um, I'm gonna do that for the rest of the time. We stop by customs. Is that where it was? Oh, the duty duty the, free the shop. The duty free. Um, <clears throat> so, it was so funny. The the. So um, I just want to let you know. So all the duty, duty, duty free is free. Shop. Yes.
0: I did take a duty in the duty free shop. <laughs>
2: nice. <laughs> that was hilarious. Is so this like
0: take a penny, leave a penny? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, you could really hear, oh, that, was hear nice. that one there
2: They had like a, an entire room <sighs> in the back Dedicated to their ice wine selection they, really? yes, Some they of them did. were on display In oh, a case nice. it was, it was, they were, they had Some of them going were on. insanely expensive
1: Yes, That is a ridiculously small bottle yeah, It really is, it yeah, is. We've, we've gone down from it the was German a bit pricey. The German bottle is 500 milliliters Okay. Mm-hmm. The Washington State Post-harvest ice Riesling
0: is 375 milliliters. And I'm now holding a 2012 Reserve Ice Wine Vidal from Pilarti Estates Winery that is 200 milliliters. That is nothing. This is a very, yeah. very small. Now, this is made from—this is a sweet white wine from Vimblanc Duc, V-I-N-B-L-A-N-C, which I means uh, white. A white. Mm-hmm d-o-u-x that that's all uh french right do yeah a double white wine is that what Mm -hmm. it is okay good i'm 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 really up on my french
2: too Too white (laughs) you
0: are too white i'm too yeah okay uh now i gotta say one of the things that is on the bottle is a little stamp that says vqa uh, so while I'm holding the bottle, I just wanted to tell you, Joe. Here, why don't you go ahead and pour us a little bit? All right.
2: So, was there um, only a certain amount of liquor that that you could bring back? I don't remember. I, Wait, I believe
0: that you could bring yeah a certain amount of liquor States back, like two Canada. only two bottles or something so like that. Was, yeah,
2: because we had like an, an entire trunk full of wine and beer. We did we have
0: like an entire trunk. So now, you can't alcohol hoard. Because it's the the duty free shop, you don't have to pay taxes, and and you're you're allowed to grab a certain amount. That was (laughs) three glasses, guys. That took all three glasses. Yeah. So this is a very very special wine that was fairly expensive that we bought when we went there. How much was it in Um. the Canadian dollars?
2: In uh, Canadian dollars, <laughs>
0: that's even worse. No,
2: in American, oh god, in American, it, we're I think it was about thirty, thirty-five for really? that tiny bottle. Really? Are you bottle, sure? I
0: because I thought it was like more like seventy.
2: I don't know. It wasn't seventy, but it was. It, it was probably maybe forty for that. About forty Two hundred milliliter bottle, which Sheesh.
0: is tiny. Now the the, but the
2: color of it is amazing. It's really the color is a is much really much dark darker. This color. is the yeah. darkest of, of yes. all the three we've had so far. it's a really, really so nice, nice dark color. And
0: Oh, man, that's amazing. Now, I just want to mention the VQA is the Vinter's Quality Assurance. They're basically an internationally recognized program that defines and mandates standards for wine and wine certification. Hmm. So if it specifically says VQA on the bottle, you know you probably have a very good ice wine or wine in general, but uh, definitely a very quality ice wine. So this is this is a quality ice wine from from uh, from that that winery that we got there.
2: What is the Vidal on the bottle? Because I saw that on the uh, on the website you're looking at. Uh, that's a
0: that's a type of grape. That's the type of grape
2: that's used. Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I'm smelling it, and I'm getting things that I don't know if I know what they are.
2: <laughs> it smells like honey a bit.
0: It smells like honey, but there's something there that I I don't even yeah. know. I don't even know what taste of because I feel, I feel, yeah, I it smell it's yes. flowers. And, yeah. yeah, honey
2: and flowers.
0: All right, we going for a sip, guys? And butter. It smells a little it's bit like buttery. butter. Yeah. yeah, Caramelly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Holy, that is amazing. Is that, oh. <laughs> That's really that good. is cheers, amazing. That is really good. I'm sorry, yes, oh, cheers. Yeah. Here, cheers. Cheers Butters. to ice wine. That's like, I don't even know. That's it's like, like win, winter time in a glass. It's you know beautiful. What, what it reminds me it of. It tastes
2: like butterscotch and honey.
0: Yeah. It, what it
1: reminds me of is when I was a kid and I used to pick honeysuckles mm.
2: and yes. pull up the end yeah. of the honeysuckle Yeah, and but just, like yes. condensed, concentrated somehow. That's what this somehow.
0: tastes like. It tastes like honeysuckles. Just oh, that. Can you make honeysuckle oh, wine? Can you get that nectar, that little tiny teeny bit of nectar out of it? A there? long time. <laughs> and ferment it. it yes. does.
2: It tastes like butter, caramel, and butterscotch. Oh. But together. not. But that sounds
0: yeah, but it's not in
1: an made overbearing a cake. way. Well, no, no, like, it's something. not a cloyingly sweet. It's not overbearing, overpowering. No, this is a very, very pleasant. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> and like you were talking about legs, Joe. I mean, this has this has
1: legs for miles. Look yeah, at that, it's still this, sitting up on the glass. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, this really, really stays up there. This thing's got long legs. Now, this this I feel is an amazing example of ice wine. A little bit more expensive than our other bottles. It's only 200 milliliters. We basically got three glasses out of it. Yeah. Just enough for the well, three of us. And to think. I'm glad we didn't have a fourth member tonight because oh they would have got screwed.
1: And to think, the, the, the German wine that we had uh, was a 2012. Yep. And the Canadian was a 2012. Yep. So these were produced in the same year. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was a very good year. <laughs> Apparently, it's a very good year for ice wines.
0: Now, what they mm-hmm. say typically is you're not really supposed to age ice wines for, for too long. Typically, maybe six years or so is about all you really want to take and age them. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, this ice wine is about, say, almost three years old. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's a, I mean, it's a little older because we got, it. you know, our, our five-year anniversary wasn't this past year. It was the year before that. Right. So we've been holding on to this for a little while so that we could do an ice wine episode. Mm-hmm.
2: That is um, amazing. That's the most amazing wine I've ever had in my life.
1: And you're not a wine person.
2: No, I hate wine. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hate it. That is phenomenal. I'm glad
0: you came on the God. wine episode, Dana.
2: Yeah. a <laughs> fitting. That is
1: beautiful.
0: I love eating these kind of things with dates. It's just my favorite thing. It really brings out some crazy flavors, that stone fruit kind of flavor, you know?
1: And the the whole thing with the with the spicy and the savory, it mm-hmm. really
0: works well together.
1: Yeah. It helps you with that. It cuts a little bit the of the sweet, sweet off the eggs, wine.
2: Because I, I imagine it could be overbearing to, to drink, right, you know, right. for most of the night.
1: if, like, this cayenne pepper blue corn tortilla chip, it really kind of makes that cayenne very, very prominent. Not the up front, it, it it
0: The it, back. It balances it. It does yeah. something with it where, yeah. where you, you put them together. Like we were talking about during the Trappist episode mm-hmm. with pairing. You taste something, you put another flavor in, and they just... They just hit together a note like a type of harmony in your mouth. Exactly,
1: yeah. It works very well.
2: Oh, yeah, it's amazing when food and drink pair together. All right. oh.
1: So we each got half a glass <laughs> out of that tiny 200-milliliter bottle. So make these count,
0: guys. I'm trying to take it slow because oh, yeah, yeah. that is amazing.
1: All right, so one more thing. Uh, we have Jonas Schmiel's, uh New York Kanish. That I brought for you guys. This is awesome. This I'm is gonna. I, I'm gonna have the a I don't
2: actually know what kineesh is.
1: It's a big potato ball, basically mashed really? potatoes, and they cover it in a very light dough, like very very, yeah. very light Here's dough. Here's a little bit for you, Dina. Thank um, you. And they bake it, and I got the broccoli one because it's awesome with potatoes. Right. Um, this is the oldest kineesh shop in New York, like 1905 or 1910, something like that. They had this awesome little dumb waiter. That goes down to the basement where the um, the ovens are. So the upstairs is like a little dining area. Mm. Me, you, and Donnie went there. I
0: remember, yes.
1: Uh, we had, me and Donnie had the borscht, which was cold and yeah. gross. Uh, <laughs> but they're the lattes. Yeah, it's cold beet juice, basically, oh. with I've, some horseradish. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cold soup. Yeah. Yeah. It's not... For everybody, not for me. Yeah, they've got latkes, knish, strudel, all, mm, all these wonderful.
0: This knish is amazing. Yeah,
1: but it's a wonderful, warm, pleasant, potato-y uh, thing that I thought would go great with, with
0: the ice wines. Now I believe that when we went the last time, I got the latkes. Yeah, which you I did am get pretty, latkes. I'm pretty You're crazy talking about, about latkes. That a lot, I know I've been, I've been, I've had this, you know, and even like I, I missed. Um, Hanukkah, like, trying to find a a Jewish friend to go have latkes over their house. Mm. I did find,
1: on Reisterstown Road, there is a place called the Kanish Shop, Mm -hmm. and their Kanish is pretty good. I mean, it's it's no Yonah Schmiel's, but they do have latkes, they have a pretty decent little deli area, Mm -hmm. but it is called the Kanish Shop on Reisterstown Road. Pretty awesome. And they're always closed on Sundays for some reason. Well... On Sundays, mm-hmm. not but not on, on Saturdays. Sundays. I would think Saturdays they would be Saturdays? closed. Yeah, Saturdays, yes. I don't know. They're always closed one day, and I'm like, "Why are they always closed this day?" And then Jim, our friend, was like, "It's the Sabbath, you it's idiot." The, yeah, Saturday is the <laughs> and Sabbath. I was like,
0: "Oh, that's why. why." Why are they open on the one day I have off? <laughs> right, right. So um, I also uh, want to mention that the Niagara, the The Niagara Ice Wine Festival Mm. actually starts January 9th, which is a few days before we're done recording it, and it goes for several weekends. Oh, wow. So if you have a chance to go up to Niagara, you know, into Canada and enjoy the Ice Wine Festival, you definitely should do so. It's going on for the next few weekends. Uh, I'm not sure exactly which date this is coming out. But also, coming up as well, don't forget, Burn Supper, January 25th. You should definitely go get some whiskey. Order some haggis somewhere. Mm. If you want to go and actually, you know, get some intestines and some some, some lung and and make your own haggis, go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we you are going to have...
2: bury it in your backyard. No, that's, no, that's that's fish no, heads. That's, do you were either. on the
0: episode. No, that's fish heads, we that's Dana. totally, that totally <laughs> did happen. I don't
2: remember. It was a whole year ago. Yeah, too drunk.
0: Dana's gonna make the neeps and tatties. We're gonna have. I'll make the Irish uh, whiskey the sauce. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're definitely gonna have another burn supper coming up this year. We're gonna have it on the 25th, and we're gonna we're gonna try and take some video of it and put it out. But it's gonna come out a few days after. Burn supper, so I mm-hmm. want to make sure that you know that burn supper is coming up, Right. so you can have your own burn supper in your own area and invite us. We may
1: have, may also have some other special guests. Yeah, we have we have, we have invited
0: uh, the folks from Hobo Radio. Oh, no. mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Whether or not burned they show poetry. up, we'll we'll find out. <laughs> I think I burned my tongue on that uh, knish. It was
2: good, it's very good. Mm-hmm. You
1: was Robert burned your time. tongue on the knish? Oh, oh knish. yeah. that was so punny.
2: I'm wine-faced, red you wine. You're wine-faced. Oh wine yeah, you faced. got a little I bit read. of the I there. That's why I don't yes, drink wine. I turn it turns into a tomato. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, we both do Ridiculous. actually, Ridiculous. which is really Yeah, funny. you're getting red too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't stand it. It's I just so
0: get loose good, morals. Though. Really? <laughs> well, what's funny is um, my face turns red uh, when I drink wine, which is usually only during the winter mm-hmm. uh, when I'm drinking ice wine, of course. Oh, I, I had and some awesome uh, mulled wine in New York. Oh, really? Yes. Sorry. Some good mold wine. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, it hot? What, yeah, oh. handmade. Basically, the only time I, when I drink wine, I drink it during the winter time, and my face gets all crazy red, which is the only color I have during the winter because <laughs> I am so. So
2: it doesn't matter anyway.
0: Yeah, really, right. it's the only color I get during the winter time. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, let's finish up the ice wine and uh, curiosos, ladies, gentlemen, folks, people. As we finish up this ice wine, we hope you have a. Wonderful January. Don't forget Burns' Supper. And uh, go get some ice wine. Go to Niagara. Yeah, give it a shot. It's pretty damn good stuff. Yeah, the Canadians are good one for one thing, and it's not Molson. Ugh. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash Curioso Podcasts. You can call our voicemail line, leave us a message, 443-327-9673. On your touchtone phone, that spells hide a sword. On the Curioso.com website, on the left-hand side, you can help support the show by clicking on our Amazon link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. If you'd like to check out some of our sister podcasts, check out Thundergrunt.com. He's like, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) You just put food in front of me, and I'm like, hmm. I'm going to go for this.